Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show presented by Four Peaks. Sports aren't the same without a Four Peaks in hand. I'm Anthony Totry, joined as always on these post-game shows by the one, the only, Ralph Hampson. Unfortunately, it is time for the final walk of shame of the season. Arizona State coming up uh, just about 36 points shy in the 2023 Territorial Cup falling to the Arizona Wildcats by a final score of 59 to 23. Buckle up. We're going to break down everything that we saw in this game, which from an Arizona State perspective uh, could get ugly at a certain point, but definitely stay tuned. Ralph, we're obviously going to get into the numbers. We're going to get into uh, a couple of key plays, maybe some key drives. But for Arizona State fans, this one was really a gut punch, I feel like, even from the opening kickoff. What did you see um, just I guess for the full four quarters. I finally understand the sound of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yep. That whole song didn't get it. 39 years old, finally understand it. Uh, I got a little bit more uh, empathy, sympathy for our neighbors down south and, yep. and, and, uh, and what they went through a few years ago. I mean, I don't know what it's like to have 70 scored against yeah, Do you know what it's like no, to have 70 no, no, scored? I have never lost by 63 before. Yeah. 60? You ever? Uh, no, 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 no. Only 36. Okay, only 36. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, so I guess we don't know what it's like. <laughs> we're, we're not having a good time right now. We're not having a good time. No, no. Hey, I mean, look, it definitely, it, it, it's interesting because early on, it, it didn't feel like this was what the game was going to be, right? I think getting into it at the start, there was always the possibility that Arizona was never going to let their foot off the gas from an Arizona State team that's been banged up really all season long. You didn't know what you were going to really get. Jay Rashada coming back in his first game in a few months. Right. And, and you, you saw it, right? Arizona marching down the field. The defense was able to hold them to a field goal to start. Arizona State response with an impressive 75-yard touchdown drive where they didn't throw a single pass. And then after that, then it was really all downhill offensively. But defensively is what I really want to get into because it looked like Noah Fafita, Jed Fish, that Arizona Wildcats offense, they had their way from the second possession through the remainder of the game. And for a Brian Ward defense that has been really the, the key for Arizona State and kept them in so many games uh, and is in reality a big part of why they were able to win some of the three games that they won, this showing specifically, I feel like, is is really head-scratching for a lot of ASU fans. 
Absolutely. And uh, I mean, you can go back pretty far uh, to point to some of the things that happened that led to led to today's result. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things is neither Arizona State nor Arizona being aware of Jacob Cowing, <laughs> Maricopa High School Rams legend, uh, who was allowed to get out of state for three years before yeah. he decided to come back. His addition to this University of Arizona roster has made them almost unstoppable. And one of the other things is getting the commitment of Noah Fafita from Servite High School in California yes. led to getting the commitments of three of his teammates, one of which is Ted Arroyo McMillan. And today we saw them running those deep in routes, uh, not getting pressure on Fafita, not getting home with your defensive line. And once they break inside on those deep ends, you're hitting Ted Arroyo McMillan in stride. And again, some people believe uh, him to be one of the top 15 players in the country yeah. coming out of high school. In fact, a lot of people didn't offer Noah Fafita a scholarship because they thought it was Ted Arroyo McMillan doing all the work. But you don't have to find out which one it is if you get both. Yeah, and that's what they, you know, and that's what they did. And so, a credit to Jed Fish for for uh, spotting Noah Fafita in um, and recruiting him. How he was not starting over Jaden yeah. Delora before this is um, crazy, is completely insane. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it, this is the offense that they've been running all year. Very disappointing that Arizona State wasn't ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fafita, McMillan, Cowing all looked as good, if not better, than advertised. McMillan with a Territorial Cup record, 266 receiving yards. Also had 11 catches on 15 targets and a touchdown. Really, Noah Fafita, I mean... 527 passing yards, an Arizona school record, the four touchdowns, the one INT, quarterback rating of uh, 208.5. It's it's tough, I think, for, for ASU fans because a large part of what you've been able to see from the defense this season was they found ways to get pressure. Now, that didn't always result in bringing quarterbacks down. It didn't always resort, uh, result in those sack numbers. But really, the Arizona offensive line, uh, they took care of business, whether that be B.J. Uh, Green, Clayton Smith, uh, and, and then in any case in terms of chaos, which is what Brian Ward's scheme is all about, right? Getting the quarterback uncomfortable. Noah Fafita was able to sit back there and really have his way with an Arizona State defense that, again, has been a, a massive bright spot for ASU the entire season. Now, moving to the Arizona State offense, I think that's, that's another interesting point of this game because all week long there was the idea of, okay, Jaden Rashada could potentially play. And then right. you get to last night where it's expected that Jaden Rashada is going to start this morning. Obviously, the news comes down that he's not going to start because he was several minutes late to a team meeting. Uh, Elijah Badger not playing in this game. Uh, and, and really, they there wasn't any life to the offense until late in that third quarter, early fourth quarter, outside of that initial possession from Arizona State to go down 75 yards and cap it off with a Cam Scadaboo touchdown. Offensively, what was missing for Arizona State tonight? This is a team that plays a tight end at quarterback. This is so a, a team, quarterback. Yeah. This is a team that throws like deep bombs with with a with a running back. Punts with the running back. This is a team that doesn't have its number one wide receiver. Yeah. Right? Like the, the, this is a this is a transition year. But at the same time, it's very easy to picture this as, as a six and five Arizona State team coming into the week. They're yeah. one play away from beating Colorado, one play away from beating Cal. They had the lead on Oklahoma State going into the second half. Yeah. Overall, it's been it, you know, there has been uh promise this year that the effort, um, I don't know 
you want to talk about the effort today, but the effort has been there all year long. And we're just in a situation where until the personnel matches what this coaching staff is trying to do, you're going to get some blowout results because again, tight ends are (laughs) tight ends. That's what they are. What you want for your team is for your tight end to be catching passes the way that Tanner McLaughlin catches passes for Arizona, breaking Rob Gronkowski's all-time receptions record at the University of Arizona. What you don't want is Tanner McLaughlin being your leading rusher. Yeah. Like that, that, that would be a recipe for disaster for University of Arizona. Unfortunately, that's the situation that Arizona State's in. Jaden Rashada, you know, th- th- to, to throw him into the mix, 82 yards passing, is not going to get it done. No. Uh, there weren't receivers open downfield. I want to point out the fact that anytime he scrambled and didn't get rid of the ball, it's not like he really had anybody to throw to in those moments. I thought that Trenton Borgate did a fantastic job working with everything that he worked with all year long. And for all of the people that have said, we just just need Jaden Rashada yeah. back. This is what it looks like when Jaden Rashada doesn't have the support of a number one wide receiver, doesn't have the support of an offensive line that can keep him from taking punishment. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I do want to get to a super chat from James Perham. Uh, I'll read it, okay? I'll read it. Bear down, bear down, bear down, bear down, bear down. Look, hey, hey we appreciate the hey, $10. Th- hey, thanks for the money, we, boy. <laughs> we yeah. appreciate the $10. Uh, let's go ahead and get to buy the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union. Of course, the only number that does matter at the end of the day is that final score. Arizona coming out on top in the 2023 Territorial Cup, 59-23 to 23 over Arizona State. You look at the total yards for these two teams. Arizona State totaling 306. Arizona with a wide Dropping 619 in terms of the aerial attack. Jaden Rashada, Ralph, you mentioned it, only able to come up with 82 passing yards for the Sun Devils. Noah Fafita on the other side, uh, other side, 527. The rush yards, another interesting part of this game. The Wildcats with 92, Arizona State with 224, and then the turnover margin. Arizona State turning it over three times. The Wildcats just the one Noah Fafita interception. Ralph, which number? sticks out the most to you when you see a graphic that is that that has that many just ridiculous numbers well uh sub 100 rushing yards for university of arizona because it was the thing that was important to them in this game is scoring 70 yeah right they still had tedaroya mcmillan in still had noah fafita in late in the fourth Fourth quarter quarter, throwing the ball their final touchdown pass was a pass right the 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 they had no interest whatsoever in pounding the rock and getting out of here without injuries they don't care about a bowl yeah they don't care that they're going to go to el paso they don't care about any of this this was their super bowl and that's why they spent the entire time throwing and i do want to point out their goal was to get to at least 70 they They did not reach it so i hope that with all the joy that they're experiencing in that locker room that that they do have that in the back of their head that they tried to do something they got to be honest could only be done by one of these two schools yeah absolutely right so i'm clinging to what i can (laughs) can. look i I, one thing i do i do want to point out in this one and there's probably going to be a lot of people that disagree or don't like it but one thing about this Arizona State team that I have found personally impressive throughout the season is their ability to bounce back, their ability to continue to play even when the going gets tough. And again, I know it was a 36-point loss, the final game of the season, whatever you want to say, but it would have been very easy, I feel like, for a lot of teams 
down the amount of points, the amount of players, the, the fans leaving. It would have been very easy for this Arizona State team to just roll over and let Arizona have their way with them in that second half. But Arizona State winning the fourth quarter, right? Imagine Man, only that. winning three quarters. Um, and, and really, Imagine only winning three quarters and not rushing for 100 <laughs> yards. And keeping your Yikes. starters in the whole game. Keeping your starters in the entire game. Like, the, the, the crazy thing is this team continued to fight down the stretch. And I think that says a lot about, again, the, the coaching staff in place is trying to build something, yet... To your, to your point earlier, the personnel just doesn't meet what they're trying to accomplish, at least quite yet. Look, we're going to continue talking Arizona State and Arizona, but first I want to tell you guys a little bit about our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union. They are the official retail banking partner of Arizona State University, and for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that do make lives better. And if you're an Arizona sports fan, there is no better place to do your banking than Desert Financial Credit Union. It is the only place you can show your team spirit every time you make a purchase with exclusive debit cards branded with your favorite teams. Bring the boom and get fired up with the Arizona State University Visa debit card. And now is the time to show your ASU team spirit. Okay, open a free checking account online and get $200 plus your choice of three Arizona State University Visa debit cards. Go to desertfinancial.com slash ASU to get started. If also, you wanted to, real yes, quick, if yes. you wanted to, could you deposit 70 at Desert Financial Credit Union? You could, you could. You absolutely oh, okay. could. <laughs> so it's possible. Ralph, I love I love it, man. I love the fact that we're clinging to it. Another thing that everybody here in Tempe is clinging to is Burrito Express. Guys, if you haven't tried it, check it out. There is no better way to start your Sunday after this game than stopping at your local Burrito Express, grabbing a steak and egg, maybe add some bacon. They got locations all over the valley, and they do have some NIL deals with ASU athletes. So every time you guys go to Burrito Express, you are also supporting Arizona State. Go ahead and grab a burrito and give them a follow on social media at Burrito EXP. Now, usually on these post-game shows, we've got bottle service for the player of the game. We've got heat index for some players who played well. But let's be real. In a 36-point loss, we're not going to be doing heat index. There's, we're, we're not going to be sitting here and, and just blindly saying that X, Y, and Z had a phenomenal game. But I do want to give bottle service, not to a specific player, but I want to give bottle service tonight to the Arizona State fans that stayed for the entirety of that game. Because for you to sit there and watch the entire 2023 Territorial Cup that ended in a 36-point loss in year one of the Kenny Dillingham tenure I'll tell you man that that says a lot about the fans uh, that says a lot about the the fandom uh, and the culture that I think Arizona State is is trying to bring and if Arizona State is going to turn this thing around right if they are going to be uh, a program that finds life in the Big 12 I think it's going to take fans that actually have that level of passion, that level of fandom to stay through the entirety uh, of some of those games. Ralph, there was a moment in the game where you had tweeted what it was like. And for those that, that haven't seen that specific tweet, I'm curious if you could just go ahead and share that story because I think it was a perfect, like it, it perfectly encapsulated what that game was. 
Okay, let's share my childhood trauma with the viewers. I appreciate it. And Tina, in the comments, I see you. What's up? Uh, you're right. It was. It, we are reaching. It is pathetic. Also pathetic. Not being able to score seventy. Yeah. No. So, like could, again, couldn't like we we did that. We're just like a couple of wildcats here. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I watching Arizona State's defense, watching those deep in routes and the uh, just wide open space, all the yards after catch. I was like, man, Arizona State's defense looks lost out here. And I was thinking, I was like, uh, you know, because I'm staring off into space coping yeah. at this point. And I was like, man, I, I remember one time I got lost, like this <laughs> lost. Parents forgot to pick me up from uh, kindergarten, little miscommunication, and uh, about an hour had gone by. I still hadn't been picked up. Now, granted, this is like 1990, so they're not as hardcore on supervising the children. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to start walking. Uh, about four hours later, I get picked up by the fire department three miles in the opposite direction of my house. And I said, this very much, the way this defense is lost feels very much like how I was lost. Just wandering. Yeah. Only <laughs> the defense doesn't get a fun ride in a fire truck. At oh, the end of the my night. God. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Hey, imagine only winning by 36. <laughs> it's just, it's out of here. Good to see you. I don't want a hug from you right now. One of the things I don't want. He was just telling his childhood trauma about how he got lost and here Saul is. He found you. Saul found you. Saul's the fire. He's the fireman. <laughs> Bye, Saul. Goodbye. Oh, my Max, goodness. Max and our security detail in the back really letting us Doing down. a horrible job, Max. We have you running security over here and you can't even keep the Wildcat fan from buttoning into the postgame show, man. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Look, We'll get into aftertaste here in a second, which is certainly going to be interesting because it was a 36-point loss. But kind of stepping outside of this game for a second, Arizona State now turning its attention to the offseason with a, a just wildly bitter taste in its mouth, right? Like the amount of players now that can potentially return, Kenny Dillingham and his coaching staff have, have to immediately go into retainment mode, right? We are trying to keep as many of these talented players as we possibly can. Jalen Conyers, Elijah Badger, I believe Cam Scadaboo has another year of eligibility. Jordan Clark has another year of eligibility. Right. And then obviously the quarterback position as well. And then when you kind of look at the idea of, okay, the transfer portal season is going to be officially upon us here in the next couple of weeks. Like, if you're Kenny Dillingham, what's the pitch? How are you, how are you bouncing off uh, a 36-point loss to your rival in the final year of the Pac-12 and trying to sell this product to prospective student-athletes. Yeah, so uh, the model is there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to our friends in Tucson uh, going through a, a, a period of time where they had lost 12 in a row, um, it, culminating with a with a 77 loss. I forget who they were playing. Ralph, I um, fucking love you, dude. <laughs> I appreciate you very much. But I, I don't remember who they were playing, but they lost 77, and, and it caused them to uh, have a transition in yeah. their coaching staff. And at that point, uh, Jetfish started using a um, uh, it's personal, right? Yeah. Um, uh, because uh, in, in one of the things that Jetfish has said is people didn't believe that Jetfish had any connection to uh, University of Arizona, that they brought in an outsider. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to make it personal for me. It's obviously personal for you. Um, losing in the way that you did uh, by 63, 70 to 7. So when when that happened, uh, they set out to um, to basically build off that moment. Like the whole Drake started from the bottom. Now yeah. we're here like you, it, that that whole like comeback story involves the place that you end up in. And right now that place for Arizona State is what, three and nine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
seven touchdown passes, eight touchdown passes across the entire season. Um, Having to take one of your best players at at running back and make him multifaceted just to make the offense run, which means you haven't seen what he can do just as a running back yet. Uh, Having to to play a true freshman at an outside tackle position, um, having several games where Elijah Badger is not available to you. Uh, You know, there's all these things that you can point to. Like, this is not indicative of a healthy roster, of a healthy team, of things going in the right direction but what you can say that this is this is the bottom yeah right and from this point whoever wants to come back with you like it's going to be that much sweeter at the end the shadow is going to prove the sunshine you know the the, the half empty glass is going to be half full at some yeah. point whatever colloquialism whatever whatever phrase you want to put in there like this is as bad as it gets and university of arizona showed us it is possible to remodel your roster it is possible to remodel your culture yeah and it is possible to get the right players in place and get them to a point where they can succeed. Um, I don't think that that Kenny Dillingham has any illusions about what the mission is from yeah. this point on. You're just going to have to make some decisions as far as staffing. You know, Brian Ward is locked up for three more years. Now let's get Brian Ward the personnel exactly. that's going to make this defense run. Kenny Dillingham has to make a decision about what level of, uh, uh, of uh, involvement he wants to have in the play calling. And there are players on this roster that need to make a decision over the next few days. Uh, are they going to continue their journey at Arizona State? Are they going to build from from this point and, and move on from here? Or are they going to look into what else is out there, maybe some better opportunities for them? But every spot that opens up gives Arizona State the opportunity to build in the way that, that they believe will work as we move into the Big 12. Yeah, that is a really good point. And I think something in terms of that pitch, right, that we've talked about on this show uh, multiple times in post games is you see flashes, right? You see moments from specific players at certain positions that you're accustomed to seeing in Kenny Dillingham's offense, that you're accustomed to seeing in Brian Ward's defense that really just they scream potential they scream superstar and you turn on the tape of some of these specific games whether that be Kenny Dillingham's offense even in a game like this right you bring up the fact that Cam Scadaboo for a large part of the season has as he's had to be a multifaceted player right you're one of your yeah. best offensive weapons is also playing quarterback and he's catching out of the backfield and oh he's punting on special teams and he just so happens to be the best punter on the team and he still had 17 carries for 108 rush yards with an offensive line that has been makeshift all season long. Jalen Conyers, your tight end, he had eight carries for 43 yards. You know the funniest part about that is the very first drive of the game, he had 50 rush yards uh, and ended up losing seven throughout the rest of the game. But Arizona State, again, being able to rush for 224 yards with a banged-up offensive line with a quarterback, again, under center who hasn't played in months and... Cam Scadaboo, you've said it, he takes more than just one hit per play. He's taking three, four, five hits per game. Like, this is an attractive spot, I feel like, for prospective running backs, for offensive linemen. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. Like, there are a lot of defensive backs who are gone now, right? Roe Torrance, Chris Edmonds. Like, this secondary, D Ford, is going to have a blank slate pretty much outside of Jordan Clark, assuming that he returns in Ed Woods. Like there is a lot of opportunity for immediate transfer and playing or even freshmen who can get here and then play. And then you talk about the edge rush position. You look at guys like a BJ Green, who for the majority of the season was one of the top players in terms of quarterback pressures. Clayton Smith, the former five-star recruit, the former Oklahoma uh 
commit who ended up transferring to Arizona State. He had a decent season. Prince Dorba, another one who for, for a while led Arizona State in sacks. So there is certainly a chance to transfer and play immediately yes. for some of these schemes yeah. and to just really have some phenomenal growth when you're looking at guys who are maybe getting three, four games worth uh, of reps at whatever school that they are at. Uh, there are a couple players. I know we're not doing heat index and we're not doing necessarily traditional bottle service that I do want to give some flowers to. And we're going to do that here in a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about Wink. Look, this was definitely a tough game for Arizona State fans. There is no question about that. So when you're sitting at home and you're trying to forget about this loss, maybe crack open a Wink. It's got just a Wink of THC, so it's not going to get you out of your mind high. Okay, but it's definitely going to take the edge off. And who knows? Maybe you have one, two, three, and you'll definitely forget about what you just watched in this 2023 Territorial Cup. It's absolutely Perhaps just the shrug. 70 milligrams? There you do. go. There you go. There you go. Look, there is zero sugar and zero calories, and they come in a variety of flavors like mango, lime, and black cherry, plus zero hangover with wing. Guys, buy them online in 12, 24, and variety packs right now and use that promo code PHNX for an additional 50% off your total order. Now, look, it wasn't Arizona State's night tonight, okay? But it could be your night. It could be your morning. It could be your afternoon with Arizona Lottery. Guys, holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery make last-minute shopping easy, and they make a perfect gift, especially if you hit big. They got top prizes up to half a million dollars. I know that would certainly cure me from this 36-point loss. Guys, there are scratchers for everybody on your holiday list. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Let's go ahead and get to some of the comments. Take your glasses off in a building, you tool. Anthony, you know, I'm, I'm just going to glide past that one simply because you have my name. Okay, that's the only reason that I'm not just hitting the mute button on you, buddy. Okay, uh, David, it was a day game. Uh, thank you. Yes, it absolutely was. And then Tina, obviously, in the chat. Tina, it's time for your favorite part of the show. Okay, it's time for aftertaste. Now, in a 36-point loss, you could go a bunch of different ways here. And for those of you that are new to the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show, aftertaste is just kind of like what the game tasted like. Okay, and it's the most sus probably segment that we have on this entire network. So, Ralph, I'm going to ask you and chat chime in. Uh, what was blasted into your mouth this afternoon? There's a movie called Christmas Story. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I know every word of it because my name is Ralph. Mm. Apparently the character's name is Ralphie. And uh, in this movie, he licks a frozen pole, gets stuck. <laughs> uh, this is frozen pole because you can't get away from it. Nope. You're just stuck here now. You just stuck here, and uh, yeah, I and I do. I want to say for the chat, uh, there's not enough University of Arizona fans in the chat. Like, <laughs> have some pride. You waited three years for this. Glow, seriously, seriously, it's just Tina, like seriously, Anthony. Where are your friends? Doesn't anybody care about this program? Come you on. have today to celebrate until your coach leaves tomorrow. Seriously, seriously, celebrate which we today. haven't even talked about. This is Jetfish's going away party. Yeah. Shout out Kenny Dillingham and the staff for sending out Jetfish the right way on his way to UCLA. And probably, and you know, maybe Noah Fafita, as well. I talked about it earlier in the week. We've seen quarterback coach duos head to LA before, right? Frozen pole. Who knows? Maybe that's the next duo. Uh, for me, this tastes like a shot of 
Let's go a shot of Fireball. Um, I know there's people out there, crazy, crazy people who enjoy Fireball. Uh, for me, it is like drinking the big red gum. Yeah. And it's just awful. Okay. There are, there's alcohol that like tequila, like you take the shot, it's bleh. And then you're like, okay, you like, you feel the effects. Vodka's a no go for me. I'm on the floor every time. Fireball is one of those that it's like an uppercut to the mouth. You start bleeding, like you're crying. You don't, you're, you're calling for your mom. Like you don't know what's going on. That's exactly what this was like for me. It was like a shot of fireball where you're just like, this was disgusting. I didn't want this. But at the end of the night, it's over. <laughs> it's yeah. over, man. I You strike me as somebody who likes something that's like uh, like 70 proof. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, if we're going to be drinking, we're going to be drinking. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Look, while we're speaking of drinking, guys, we're still going to be here at Illegal Pete's doing the post-game show for the next little bit. But regardless of us being here, come check out Illegal Pete's Tucson Tempe locations. It's a vibe. They got great food, great drinks, uh, and, and really some great customer service here as well. But getting to some of the players that I wanted to talk about, we already discussed Cam Scadaboo. Yeah. But I, I really want to dive into to Jalen Conyers here because this is a guy that going into the season, the expectations for Jalen Conyers to be one of the nation's best tight ends. He's obviously sure. a, a great friend of the program. Today and, and for the last few games, having to kind of be stretched out and play multiple positions, right? To go ahead and play quarterback, uh, to have to run the read option, to still play tight end. Earlier in the season, a lot of people didn't necessarily know about it, but the season now that it's over, was he was actually asked to switch positions. He was asked, I, I want to say middle of the season, to switch to wide receiver. So there was a specific game, I want to say the Colorado game, where he only played a handful of snaps. Uh, and, and a large part of that was due to the fact that he was moving to the perimeter, Eventually, they decided to move him back to tight end. But you, you talk about a player with such lofty expectations that does have the opportunity to return to Arizona State. And he has been uh, really a, a key piece to what Kenny Dillingham has done offensively this season. In my mind, I know there's a bunch of different players that you want to target, but Jalen Conyers deserves flowers, whether regardless of the play, just for the fact that he has accepted that role of having to go out there to play quarterback, to play running back, to play tight end, to sometimes play wide receiver, right? Like how many players out there are, are would quite literally just be like, nah, like I'm a tight end. This is this is what I do. This is what I was brought here to do. Yeah. And he has taken that challenge, and it is a challenge. Like, how hard is it? How hard it hard would it be for just you or me, right, to go out there and try and learn a playbook of one position? Now, to go out there and do it. At like three, like that that takes a, a level of commitment to the game that I, I feel like maybe the, the traditional fan doesn't truly understand. I was like, what are you getting at? Does Kenny need us? <laughs> are we going in? Please no. Yeah, put us in, coach. Put us I'm in. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I've been good. You don't have one play in you? No, Herm Edwards used to say that I got <laughs> one play left in me. And when he didn't finish that sentence, it's like, I have one play left in me until I die on the field. Yeah, no, no way, there's no man. way. There's no way. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, but I, you were absolutely right about Jalen Conyers. Here's the deal. Uh, the administration came to you and they said, like, we look at this roster. We don't believe in it. We don't think you're going to get to six wins. We're going to take that bowl away. Right. Jalen Conyers is part of the PHNX family. He goes out here. He puts his face and his name out there and his words. Right. And 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 he's out front for this team that that the performance hasn't been good. There's been blowout losses and he has to go out and he has to back it up with his yeah. play. Yeah. It's not easy to be flexible. It's not easy 
to be in a situation that you weren't originally committed to. Yeah. This isn't these aren't the coaches that recruited him. He's already made a change from Oklahoma. You know, he's already shown that, you know, it, it, it when when it comes to it, if he needs to put himself in a better position, he will, yeah. right? And but here at Arizona State, he's bought into the process. It's going to be a long process. It's gonna, it, it, this is uh, not a good team, right? This is uh, it, it's going to take time. It's going to take time and uh, I spent some time hanging out with Gus Farwell, former Arizona State quarterback. Spent a lot of time talking to Kyle Murphy. Yeah. Uh, they talk a lot about the, the teams leading up to 1996, the teams that were not winning, yeah. the ones that went through really, really hard times. And one of the things that Gus Farwell shared with me is, you know, there was a, a time in 1995 when they weren't all that great and the coaches uh, had come out onto the field and said, hey, you know, we're, we're going no helmets, no pads today. Um, and Derek Rogers spoke up and said, like, if I'm going to be in a helmet and pads in the game, I'm going to be in a helmet and pads now. Yeah. And the whole team was like, ah, but like they got it right. And and what Gus Farwell told me is like, if that, if there's not moments like that in, in 1995, there is no 1996. So just like University of Arizona had its come up, they had to have yeah. players buy in. They had to have people go through tough situations. This is not a bowl eligible university of arizona team yeah. last year the the you know texas christian university went from a losing record to an appearance in the college football playoff i'm not saying that that's on the table for arizona state what i'm saying is you have more of an opportunity now more than ever to be able to fix your roster in short order but you can't do it without people that have bought in. and i feel like jalen conyers has led the way in in buying it, it hasn't always been easy hasn't yeah. always been perfect but you know he, he's he's had fun in these expanded roles and most people come in and they say like no, this is what I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm going to be at the next level. I need to showcase that talent. I need me, 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 mine, 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 yeah. not necessarily team. And uh, and he's had to go out there, be team-oriented, sacrifice, and do whatever it took just to be able to get through games, just yeah. to be able to get to the end of a game uh, and, and, you know, field uh, a team that has the ability to kick a field goal. Remember earlier this year, would it be yeah. Washington if, if, if they just had enough players to be able to kick field goals? And these aren't excuses. These were all losses in a season that doesn't count and doesn't matter imagine that university of arizona fans in the chat you beat us by 36 points in a season that doesn't even count for us right like and it should feel good for you and you should absolutely celebrate it but it didn't matter what it didn't matter if this was the game for bowl eligibility for arizona state it didn't matter if arizona state was 11 and 0 at one point like to keep people invested for a whole season in which you've taken away their reward based on things that happened before they ever arrived that's really tough buy-in has to be a choice every single day jalen conyers is one of the people making that choice and to do it when the bull ban came down just days before that right. first game. Right. Right. To mentally have to get back to, okay, we have a whole season now yeah. to play, understanding that there isn't a reward at the end of this, right? Your reward is quite literally just trying to improve every single day as a football player to be what Kenny Dillingham has talked about so often in the last few weeks of years from now when this program is hopefully up to par where Kenny and his staff would like it to be looking back at this first year at this class of seniors at this class of players and athletes who even though there wasn't a bowl game at the end of the line really from week one and being able to instill that culture of you know what like yes we lost to Oregon by however many points we're still going to show up 10-15 minutes early to a meeting right right to, to understand that Yes, we lost a game, but instead of going out and partying, we're heading back and we're watching film or we're taking care of our bodies. And then 
it says, I think, a lot about the specific player to do this. Because, again, anybody can, can try and make a statement. And I know the coaches will love it, but it just doesn't hit the same if you've got a third-string guy who doesn't see the field who is your quote-unquote leader, right? But to have some of your best offensive players, Cam Scadaboo, Jalen Conyers, Week in, week out is one thing, but quite literally quarter after quarter, being able to stay level in games where you're already down and out and showing up, I think that speaks volumes to, to again, what this culture is going to eventually be because it's not there yet. Same thing with the product, right? It's going to take time. It's going to take longer than just a season. Next year again, the expectation shouldn't be that they're going to be national championship contenders. But knowing Kenny, he's going to do everything in his power to get this team to think that way, right? To yeah. go in every single day to have the mentality that, why can't we do this? Right. And Kenny Dillingham's message is compete, compete, compete. Yeah. Chess, basketball practice, whatever it is, compete in the same way that Jed Fish's message is. It's personal. Yeah. I'm going to be really honest with you for a minute. 2020 game, I didn't like it. Yeah. I don't like Arizona State running over a down and out. Uh, Arizona team. I don't like an Arizona team that is on its way up running over a down and out Arizona State team. I want the big game. Yeah. I want 11 and 0 Michigan, 11 and 0 Ohio State. Yeah. And and what's interesting is for Arizona State fans, you've had to watch this year Jermaine Lole on a 10 and 2 Louisville team. We have a game on right now, Ricky Pearsall against Johnny Wilson. And with two former Arizona State <laughs> offensive coordinators coaching against each other. Yeah. We talked about Ohio State-Michigan just now. You had Ladarius Henderson starting uh, at tackle for Michigan, and on the other side you have Diamante Trainum. You have Eric Gentry over at USC. Yeah. You have Jaden Daniels over at LSU. There are all of these people that were part of this process that have broken off and gone on to, to be successful on an individual level. It, it was a very painful year for Arizona State fans to watch all these people that they used to root for in maroon and gold having success elsewhere but the truth of the matter is it wasn't it wasn't being done the right way for Arizona State and we have to pay the piper yeah. this is part of that process and the ultimate penalty the penultimate penalty for uh, the mismanagement of Arizona State football under the prior administration is the result of this game right here yeah. and I know that people don't want to hear it you're going to go on Facebook and say why are people still blaming Ray why are people still blaming Herm Edwards look around the landscape yeah. of college football at all the former Sun Devils that are performing on a high elite level for high elite teams yeah right like th this actually is the wake of the the tsunami from the era of of herm edwards of ray anderson of antonio pierce i'm looking forward to the dawn of a new era when you actually have the ability to not be looking out and seeing all of these former sun devils succeeding elsewhere you can feel the competitive team and you get to the point where there's actually something on the line for both teams going into the territorial cup i am yeah. one of those people that i believe in a healthy university of arizona a healthy arizona state i want these games to mean something more than just being able to jump in the chat and roast Anthony Totry for wearing sunglasses indoors. Which, again, there's so many people in here that, that you know, haven't necessarily been in, in some of the post games, so they don't understand that I wear sunglasses quite literally just about every single show. Uh, shout out Shady Rays, one of our sponsors. Now you know why I wear them. Uh, but, like, I think that's a, that's a really unique perspective that I think would be interesting to just to see how many fans out there want that, right? Because you talk about the national stage in the idea of you want – you want Ohio State, Michigan. You want Georgia, Alabama. You want this thing right. to be the best damn rivalry in all of college sports. 
So it, it it's never going to be it's never going to get to that point if you constantly year after year are just trading. 60-point wins, 30-point wins, 40-point wins. And like you said, you just have one team on the up-and-up constantly bulldozing the other. Yeah. Like, and I think the interesting part is Arizona State, I think we could both agree, has the staff in place, at least the majority of the staff in place, to get to the level that they'd like to get to. It is about personnel. Now, for Arizona on the other side of that coin, yeah. you are on the up-and-up. Now I think the question is, can you retain that right because the 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 unfortunate part for a fan right. base of yeah. having a team that is constantly getting better yeah. is you constantly have other programs in college sports trying to poach those guys and i know we've joked about it right. before with jet fish but let's be real that 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 is a real possibility that jet fish might not be the coach at arizona next year it is a real possibility, and this is, I'm telling you right now, this isn't trolling. Jedfish has done such a good job. He came in, he went 1-11 in a year where University of Arizona did not want to fund his NCAA-granted ability to cut players. Yeah. So he didn't get to come in and turn over the roster. To be able to go from 1-11 to 9-3 in two years without the ability to cut players is such a huge credit to Jedfish. But guess what? He makes $2.8 million a year. And to you in this chat, like 2.8, that's life-changing money. Why would he ever want to leave Tucson? Yeah, yeah. Guess what? Guess what? Kenny Dillingham makes more money than Jedfish, and it's not like University of Arizona has the resources right now to double his salary, but there are schools that do. It's because they misplaced $240 million. They did misplace $240 million, <laughs> and as University of Arizona fans will point out, well, that's not necessarily all the athletic budget. It's going to affect some athletics, but football doesn't have the ability to just double Jed Fish's salary. There yeah. are schools that can give him resources that he doesn't have right now, and the one thing you need to know about Jed Fish is he didn't have any connection to Tucson, and he has worked everywhere. He paid his dues. He was an assistant for 20 years. He worked under Steve Spurrier. He worked under Bill Belichick. He worked under Sean McVay. He worked under Jim Harbaugh. He has an enormous network of like valuable, valuable contributors, staff that he can draw from. If you're smart, you know, Michigan State just went after Jonathan Smith for turning around Oregon in six years. Guess what? Jed Fish could do it for you in two. Yeah. Right? And no, that name that too, right. and I can do it in two notes. Jed Fish, you, and this, again, I'm not trolling University of Arizona fans. You are going to have to pony up to keep him. And this is the position that you wanted to be in. If you're University of Arizona, you wanted to get so good that someone is going to come steal your exactly. staff away. And I'm telling you right now, Mississippi can double his salary right now. Texas A&M can triple his salary right now. University of Arizona is paying a 33-year-old more than your 56-year-old coach with 20 years of experience makes. you. If the resources aren't there for him, he's gone. Yeah. And, and it's going to really benefit somebody. He's done a fantastic job. What does Arizona do from there? I don't know. Is it is it is it a complete rebuild? Does he take Keon Burnett with him? I don't know. He's at University of Arizona Legacy. Does he take uh, Coleman, the running back, with him? Probably. Yeah, you look at the players now, too. Noah Fafita, Tedaroya McMillan. You know, would they follow him to a Texas A&M where their ability to get NIL would skyrocket, yeah. right? So I, I would be afraid of that if you are a uh, University of Arizona fan. I would want uh, I would want President Robbins. I would want them to come in with a huge offer right away. Yeah, that's, that's a conversation that happens tomorrow. It needs to happen tomorrow. Tonight, maybe. Yeah. Tonight, maybe. Jonathan Smith had, yeah, you know, you're right. That the news of Jonathan Smith taking the Michigan State job came out before Oregon, Oregon State. University of Oregon put the Michigan State game on in Autzen. 
That was so awesome. Right? Like, I, I, I wish we would have been broadcasting some – we're not going to broadcast Texas A&M in <laughs> Mountain America Stadium because they happen to be playing against Jaden Daniels. But it, it, it would have been a nice troll move. But it, here's the deal. He's a good coach. You've had a great season. People are going to want him. People can pay him more. And he put in 20 years as an assistant. He paid his dues. This is his window he's to gonna cash get his in. Yeah. It's his window, and he deserves it for what he's done. If you're a University of Arizona fan, I would start thinking about contingent plans. Who do you want to keep on this staff? Who do you think can replace Jed Fish and keep that uh, that culture in place? Hey, there's a possibility that uh, the Raiders don't retain Antonio Pierce if you want your 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 inside man back. God, that would be that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious if if the Arizona Wildcats lost Jed Fish and then opted to hire Antonio Pierce. I, I think look, you you bring up a really great point that I think a lot of Arizona fans and maybe ASU fans have just kind of slid under, right? The idea that with Arizona growing game after game and the players kind of, again, when you have a season that ends 9-3 and three with close losses to some of the nation's best teams, yeah. the national eyes are not only on the coaching staff, they are on those players, right? You bring up Jed Fish not having necessarily any ties to Tucson. There's no reason necessarily for him to, to stay at Arizona, if there is somebody like a Texas A&M willing to triple his salary. Now, for Arizona State on the other side of it, the big thing for him has constantly been, okay, Kenny Dillingham, he's an ASU guy through and through. Right. He's grew up here. Yeah. Right. This is his quote-unquote dream job. There's not necessarily, at least he says, that if an opportunity were to arise in the NFL or at another Division One program where they were able to double or triple his salary, like the conversation would be, nah, I'm good. This is where I'm at. And then that's, again, what he's trying to get in the players. And I think something that maybe ASU fans have, I don't want to say ticked off about, but maybe that's rubbed them the wrong way is Kenny's ability to say, hey, if you don't want to be here, leave. Right? And they've done that. They did that with players like Juju Mitchell. And, And if you don't want to be an ASU Sun Devil, Kenny doesn't want that type of player on the roster because eventually if you do get to that point, right, where you do have a 9-3 and three season and there are some other Division One programs that come calling with a bigger NIL bag, yeah. like you're, you're going to be able to turn those down because you grew up watching Arizona State, right? You were a kid, and where did you want to play since you were five years old? You wanted to be a Sun Devil because you wanted to wear maroon and gold. Like, that's the difference, I feel like, in the way that these two programs are being built. And again, it is super easy for us on this side of it, again, acknowledging it, to have a 3-9 and nine season where Arizona had a 9-3 and three season to try and pick apart where U of A is going versus where Arizona State is going. But that's the reality of it, right? Kenny Dillingham has ties to ASU. He said it time and again. He said it from the moment he got the job. Jetfish doesn't. That is something that, whether it's this offseason or offseasons in the future, are certainly going to be a point of conversation. The better the Arizona Wildcats get, the higher the price that some of these schools are going to be willing to pay to go out there and get him. Uh, And like you said, you saw it with with Oregon State losing Jonathan Smith uh, to Michigan State. Again, that news came this morning. Uh, And look, again, it's not part of ASU. I know we sometimes have Oregon State fans in the chat, but like, that's tough, man. That's tough because you see Oregon State having rebuilt 
that program. Jonathan Smith doing a phenomenal job getting the Beavers uh, to, to constantly be in the AP Top 25, I think up to number 13 at a certain point this season. Like At one point, they were above Alabama in the AP Top 25. If I told you five years ago the Oregon State Beavers would be ahead of Alabama in the Top 25 with Nick Saban still there, you would have laughed at me. Corvallis is a tough place to play. But you look at the fact that now Oregon State has to go out there and now where do you go, right? They're obviously in a worse position than Arizona would be because they don't really know where they're going in terms of a conference. But here's the deal. Oregon State was paying Jonathan Smith $2 million more than Jed Fish makes. They could go after Jed Fish. <laughs> That's crazy. They have $200 million that they're going to have in the bank because they're being given control of the Pac-12 school's finances. And as they all disperse that money from basketball credits, uh, from if we get somebody into the college football playoff, that $6 million, that's all going to go into a pool for Washington yeah. State and Oregon State to figure out their next move. Oregon State would have been able to fund Jonathan Smith's contract through 2029. Now, Jonathan Smith, to his credit, has serious doubts about whether or not Oregon State will be able to remain on this trajectory as a two-team conference. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, if Oregon State is paying a coach $5 million a year, University of Arizona is paying a coach $2.8 million a year, you have to understand you're you're at risk. Yeah, yeah you're at risk, are. and so um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting move to the to the Big Twelve. Be a little bit more resourced uh, than we were as programs before, but you know I'm, I'm not I'm just I'm just not a hundred percent sure that the uh, enjoy this win, enjoy El Paso or Las Vegas or wherever University of Arizona ends up in a bowl. Hope that your coach is still there uh, come bowl time, and if yeah. you rock with if you rock with Jed Fish into the first year of the. Uh, of the of the Big Twelve play, then then maybe it's possible that you get enough traction, enough support, enough uh, good accountants at University of Arizona to be able to responsibly fund uh, an extension for him. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Tina in the chat who said that we're talking more about Arizona than ASU. That is because they won. If you expect uh, us to be crying on here so you can drink the tears of unfathomable sadness, it's not going to happen. Because the, the deal is, at the end sadness. of the day, Anthony Tocher graduated from Arizona State. Yeah, that's I graduated true. from. Arizona State. We're here at Illegal Pete's. We're in Tempe, Arizona. Life stays beautiful, even in the face of a 36-point loss. Producer even Danielle graduated from Producer Danielle from hey, Arizona State. Look, we lost by 36 State. points. I'm drinking a margarita. I'm having a hell of a time. So if you guys want to get up in arms about it, by all means, do what you got to do. But do it like James. Go ahead. Drop a super chat. I'll read whatever the heck you want. Actually, I won't read whatever the heck you want. But pretty damn close. Now, there's been a bunch of clowns, U of A clowns in the chat talking about the sunglasses. Now, I'm going to tell you where you can get some of these beautiful sunglasses, and then you'll want to wear them indoors too. Guys, we're talking about Shady Rays. You can shop their entire collection at their brand new location. Karen LeCombe's a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. Now, if you don't love your Shady Rays, not only are you crazy, but you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop their team all Always has your back. Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shade, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Now, I know there's probably a bunch of people that bet on this game. Hope you did it on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Guys, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com and sign up with code PHNX. Sign up and deposit 
at least $10 into your newly created account. Place a wager in the amount of at least $10 at standard odds. Price a qualifying bet. And once you have placed a qualifying bet, you guys are going to receive $200 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Again, I hope everybody won some money betting on college football today, and you can bet on the NFL tomorrow. Guys, again, sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app at least $10, and you guys are going to receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Go ahead and, and check out the show notes for full details. And Allison and Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Now, guys, we're going to talk about some takeaways from this one. Obviously, the end of the Arizona State season. Kenny Dillingham, year one, didn't necessarily go, I'm sure, the way he and his coaching staff would have hoped. But do you have any sort of takeaways, words of inspiration for ASU fans? No. No. (laughs) Not at all? No. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. This is bad. Like, this is legitimately bad. Like, everybody's going to be super pissed off that you lost at University of Arizona. Remember the feeling. Soak in it for a minute. Tomorrow, go have a beautiful day. But, like, it's – I, I, what am I going to tell you? Like, yeah, I love that we have Kenny Dillingham in place. I love that Sean Aguano's here. I love that Brian Ward's here. Yeah. I love that we have Charlie Ragel. I think that this staff uh, understands um, the mission at hand as far as Arizona State. Um, and and here's the deal. If Kenny Dillingham doesn't work out, Kenny Dillingham's one of us. Yeah. Right? Like, we wanted a Sun Devil in place. We wanted somebody young with energy that understood NIL, that understood recruiting, that could sell the program. Yeah. Um, that that's who this is right and uh, this model is going to have to prove out over time but as it stands right now three and nine in year one a massive massive loss to university of arizona remember this like this is the like this is where we're going from here and i think that you do have to soak this in yeah no absolutely danielle let's go ahead and get to closing time on our way out for arizona state fans look i know the three and nine season isn't necessarily what you would have liked to see but there is a reason that all three bottles all three takeaways tonight are on to 2024 because like ralph said the future is bright for arizona state we feel like the sun devils have the right coaching staff in place now it is just time to get the right ingredients and maybe asu can take on the big 12 with their heads held high guys that is going to do it for this phnx sun devils post game show again we've got post game shows for arizona state basketball that we're going to continue doing we have shows just about every single day of the week so go ahead stay locked in give us a follow on social at phnx underscore sun devils you can follow me on social at anthony underscore totri you can follow my main man ralph here at ralph Hampson. you can follow follow dj danielle at abraca danielle and on your way out guys go ahead hit that like button hit that subscribe button and we're gonna see you monday but in the meantime go devils and peace